This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, our first look at the upcoming Brainerd JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza with Tad Johnson and our Lake of the Week from the Grand Rapids area. It's all coming up on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're checking in with uh, Tad Johnson. He is the chair of the Brainerd JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza. Tad, welcome back. I think we talked to you last year about this time, right? Yeah, hey, Kev. Thanks. Good to be back. So here we go again, and uh, you're looking outside, and you're seeing that, that snow continues to pile up. How nervous are you right now? Uh, I'm not too nervous. We've had some good snow in Brainerd, but the ice, I was just out the other day and it had all blown off the sheet of ice where we hold the contest on Gull Lake. So there's some decently thick ice out there right now. Of course, we're you know monitoring it closely with the sheriff's department to make sure it's good to go for our January 28th event. Oh, absolutely. And that's something that, of course, when you do an event like that, that's always the key. What uh, What thickness are you seeing out there right now? Well, I really don't want to say because it's it's a 240-acre contest site where we drill our 20,000 holes, and it varies a couple inches across sure. it. But it's it's about as good as we've seen on the first week of January in the recent years, so we're optimistic. Well, that's great news because as I've talked to people in other lakes and other areas, uh, they don't have those good of reports, so that's good to know that uh, with something that's this important to the uh, the charitable organizations and the community and, and to the people who like to take part in it. Uh, it's good to know that it looks like it's going forward. Yeah, yeah. So we're all systems go right now, so we're planning on still throwing the whole uh, state fair on ice event. <laughs> That's awesome. And, of course, you were, you know, uh, we had, uh, what was it, one or two years where you had to be uh, distant and had to do the electronic thing? Just the one year we had, uh, two years ago, we were, did the virtually judged tournament through Fish Donkey. And last year we were back on the ice on Gull Lake. And it was good to be back. Oh, and yeah. our ticket sales are far exceeding last year already. I think everyone's really excited to get back into regular tournament mode. All right. For those who haven't got their tickets yet and haven't actually experienced this before, give us a rundown of what happens the day of this event and why people love it so much. Yeah, it's the world's largest charitable ice fishing tournament. I mean, we drill 20,000 holes in the ice, and about 10,000 fishermen usually come out to compete for over $200,000 in prizes. We yeah. give away a uh, Ford or GMC pickup truck. We give away ice castles, four-wheelers, and it's all judged based on the size of your fish. So the species doesn't matter. It's the largest fish wins the pickup truck. But then... To keep our tournament interesting, we scatter everything. So the hundredth largest fish wins an ice castle. <laughs> and that's mm. usually like a, could be a half a pound perch walks away with an ice castle. So really, everybody's got a chance at winning something cool 
if you just can pull a fish out of the ice that big. It's kind of funny, too. I mean, there's obviously some chess being played. I mean, if you're having a tough day and you're looking up there and you're saying, you know, you're in the low hundreds or whatever, you say, well, do I try to get a bigger fish or do I stick with this one that's really small and maybe that's going to get into a, the hundredth place at some point? That's just it. Every year we talk to the person that was sitting in 150th and the tournament goes until from noon to three. And it's always the story. Every year, a guy is sitting there at 259 in 150th spot. And then one more perch pops on the board, and he just moved from a Polaris four-wheeler to nothing <laughs> at the last <laughs> minute. So, yeah, it's it's wild watching your name up on the leaderboard. No, And obviously, again, it's it's a lot of fun. People have really made it uh, something they do every year. They They bring their teams out, some of them, you know, wear the same clothes, the same shirts, all that stuff, the whole, the whole craziness. Yeah, I mean, it is. We're always expanding on the craziness, too, because the, the tournament is just noon to three, but we have something going on all day. The brewery brings axe throwing on the ice. This year we're adding our local bars putting minnow shots on the ice, and if you buy a minnow shot, which is literally a minnow <laughs> in, a gla- in a shot glass of schnapps or, or water, you don't want alcohol, uh, then take the shot and then you get a t-shirt that says, I shot the minnow at the Brainerd Juicy's Ice Fishing Extravaganza. <laughs> so there's always something fun to do out there. And uh, this thing got started how many years ago now? This is our 33rd year. We wow. started it in 1991. And since then, we just surpassed $4.5 million of charitable donations across the state. So how in the world did this thing blow up like it has? <laughs> well, it it kind of blew up. It was the first of its kind. People didn't used to give away pickup trucks. So a group of old JCs got, were sitting around thinking of something to do in Brainerd in the middle of winter. And they're like, let's throw a fishing derby, but let's make it huge and give away a pickup truck. And that very first year, they were able to raise $50,000, and it just took off. Yeah, what kind of uh, money does this thing raise for uh, Brainerd Area Charities right now? Uh, we usually raise about one hundred fifty dollars to $200,000 wow. a year right now. And yeah, like I said, we've passed the $4.5 million donation mark recently. So it's had a huge impact, especially on Confidence Learning Center, our primary beneficiary. We've given them over $3 million dollars. And they support disabled adults to be able to do outdoor activities such as fishing and climbing and bow hunting and all sorts of great things. So we love partnering with Confidence Learning Center. Absolutely. Now, uh, there are other uh, beneficiaries as well. Is that something people apply for or organizations apply for? Or or do you have a scouting group that says, I think we should do this? How does that work? It's kind of a scratch our back will scratch yours. So area area charities come out and help us. We need 350 volunteers the day of to run the event. We have volunteers at the parking lots where everybody parks. And then you take a bus to the ice. And then we have volunteers bus riding. Then we have ambassadors that welcome you to the contest and check your gear, make sure you don't have anything against the rules, and then send you on your way. And then we have on-ice security making sure that everyone's fishing within the regulations and the integrity of the contest is on the up and up and all those groups, it's area boy scouts, it's team challenge, it's the habitat for humanity, the YMCA, all these local charities send groups of people out to help us with a day of, and then we in turn donate back to them for helping us put on the tournaments. All right. What? And it, uh, it is one of those things, uh, tournaments like this, events like this, 
I know that uh, we experience it for three to five hours or six hours or something on, on one Saturday in January, but I got to think it's pretty close to 52 weeks a year you're working on this thing. Oh, yeah. We start planning the night after <laughs> when we're all done tearing down the ice on Saturday. Then we all go and have our after workers party. And the ideas for next year's extravaganza already flying around the room that night. You know, here's what we're doing next year. And it's really, really good. And it's why the GCs are so good to run an event like this. It's a group of young adults ages 18 to 40. And once you turn 40, we kick you out. So it just keeps young, fresh blood in the group and fresh ideas coming all the time. And it's what's really helped this contest stay relevant over the last 33 years. So for those who uh, want to take part uh, and haven't got their tickets yet, uh, how much are they and uh, how do we get them? The tickets are $50. You can get them at any mills or any fleet farm location in Minnesota. Or you can go to icefishing.org, order them to be mailed to you. We also sell tickets on the ice, but I suggest to pre-buy them because the line at the ticket tent is usually quite long. All right, and it's coming up on Saturday, January 28th, the last weekend in January, typical time for it. Uh, and we'll just touch on this. Uh, I know the JCs also continue with a, a, a fish donkey tournament. The, is it the following weekend? Yeah, thanks. February 4th, we're doing America's Ice Fishing Tournament again. When we were forced to go virtual, it turned into a blessing in disguise and that there was a lot of demand for people to be able to fish from their own ice house on their own lake and still participate in a tournament. So our America's Ice Fishing Tournament allows you to do just that. On February 4th, you download Fish Donkey, you get on a sheet of ice, and then catch a fish and you're eligible to win one of hundreds of prizes. And that's, that information is at virtualicefishing.com. Virtualicefishing.com. In addition, usually with the, I'm assuming you, if you've got the Fish Donkey app, you find the tournament, you, you choose it, you can actually pay your fee right there, right? Yeah, you can do your whole tournament registration right through the app. It's real slick for the virtual one. Yep. Okay. And they've got uh, uh, ways for you. If you've never used Fish Donkey before, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting very, very familiar with it because it's getting to be very popular with a lot of tournaments, but there's uh, ways for you to just to, to play with it, to ex experience it, to do a fake tournament or whatever so you can uh, figure out how to get it right so you don't, you know, take the picture wrong and don't get credit for your fish. That's right. There are practice tournaments available, and once you register, we send you those links so you can get used to taking a picture of your fish on a bump board in the right way and then taking the release video so we make sure it's all legit. And It's uh, it's a very slick fish donkey. has done a phenomenal job making a world-class tournament judging app. All right. So, you know, for all those uh, listeners up in the UP and over in Alaska that are listening on the, uh, on the podcast right now uh, and they want to take part of it, they can be part of the... Well, not the Brainerd JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza, but the spirit of it the following weekend. That's right. It's open all to any frozen ice on a public body of water in North America. All right. Very cool. Um, and, uh, Tad, anything else we should know before we wrap it up? Well, I just, uh, thanks for the opportunity to chat about the extravaganza. We're getting really excited here, and um, hopefully you guys aren't getting uh, too pounded with snow today like we are here in Brainerd. We're so. we're actually uh, have escaped it thus far. We'll see uh, how that lasts, yeah. but for now we're okay. Uh, Tad Johnson is the chair of the Brainerd JCs Ice Fishing Extravaganza. It's coming Saturday, January twenty eighth. What is the website to go and get all the details at again? Icefishing.org. Icefishing.org. 
Org. Thanks, Cap. Thank you. Up next, we're heading over to the Grand Rapids area for our Lake of the Week. Hi, this is Nate Blazing of the Nisla Guide League, and I'm doing my best to keep Kevin Jackson from embarrassing himself. Winter has set in. Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi, comes alive during the frozen winter months. Whether you explore the hundreds of miles worth of trails by either snowmobile or snowshoe, Bemidji captures Minnesota at its finest. There are 400 lakes close by, perfect for that weekend ice fishing getaway. Located in the heart of northern Minnesota, Bemidji. Hotels, B&Bs, and year-round resorts, Bemidji has you covered for your perfect winter getaway. All reasons why Paul Bunyan and Babe call Bemidji home. For more details, go to visitbemidji.com. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Bro. The coolest people are on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. And Kevin Jackson, too. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It's once again Lake of the Weekday, and once again we are headed over to the Grand Rapids area to check in with Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office. Welcome back, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kev. Notashibun is the lake we're going to talk about today. A lot of people in your area, Dave, you were telling me, call it Willow Lake because it's the source of the Willow River. So uh, where will we find that, first of all? Uh, it's pretty easy to find if you go straight north uh, out of Reamer. It's right off of Highway 6. And it's uh, one of those lakes that seems to have a, a little bit of everything in it and uh, um, e- even a walleye or two, it looks like. Yeah, it sure does. Um, you know, I think uh, people primarily think of it as a bass and panfish lake. Uh, and um, if, if you happen to fish uh, on Willow Lake, you'll find that the largemouth bass are uh, very plentiful. Uh, they're relatively easy to catch, so it's a great place to go if you're looking for a lot of bass action. I Personally, I fish the lake quite a bit for bass, um, and it's not uncommon to have some really good days of bass fishing out there. Uh, the average size is good, um, but we don't see a lot of a real high-end bass on the lake. And I think that's just primarily a density thing because um, they're, they're so abundant. Um, you, you, they typically top out at around 14 or 15 inches, uh, although I have personally caught fish up to 20 inches out there. So there is the, the rare opportunity to catch a, a real trophy-sized largemouth. Uh, smallmouth bass aren't present in the lake, so uh, you're, you're pretty much going to be uh, left with the largemouths, um, but they sure are a lot of fun. Uh, great lake if you're looking for a, a smaller lake uh, and a topwater bite. You know, that's the thing uh, up in our neck of the woods, well, really anywhere in, in, in lakes country throughout Minnesota, is there are those small lakes, and if you're into bass fishing, you don't have to be on a big lake. You don't have to be on a lake everybody else is going to. Pretty much find a small lake. Good chance you're going to find some bass. Oh, absolutely. And so this lake is uh, is 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 kind of a, a smaller lake, but is it a developed lake, or is it kind of out of the way? Are people aware of it? Uh, you know, it's it's got a fair amount of development on it, uh, but it's very quiet. 
um, and it doesn't get uh, a whole lot of fishing pressure, uh, even though it actually has quite a nice boat ramp on it. Um, I think it just uh, happens that uh, its location is away from some of our other lakes. It's you know it's kind of between Reamer and Grand Rapids, uh, so it kind of gets forgotten about at times. And if you like fishing northern, that's a pretty good lake. There's there's a good number of them on there, and a really nice average weight of three and a half pounds. There is, yep. The, the, the northern pike are uh, definitely one of the major attributes of the lake, um, and it's not uh, the kind of lake where uh, you're going to go out and and catch dozens and dozens of hammer handles. Um, you know, on a good day, you might catch between three and seven fish, but they're going to be of a pretty high quality. Uh, in fact, um, fish over 36 inches are certainly possible out there. It's one of those lakes, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier, um, those smaller lakes, you're, you're not getting out there as often as you are with the bigger, more populous lakes uh, to check them out. In fact, the survey I'm looking at was from 2013, so it's been close to a decade now. Yep, yeah, and I think that one is uh, due up. We'll be surveying that in the next couple of years, I believe. Uh, from what you've gathered or from the last time, were there any concerns at all on the lake? Uh, not really concerns. Um, I, there was some management changes that had occurred. Um, you know, like many of our smaller lakes, uh, walleye stocking had been tried for a number of years. Um, but what we've really learned is that a lot of these lakes that have uh, habitat conditions that favor bass and panfish tend not to produce good walleye fisheries, uh, whether we stock or not. Um, so this was a case where it seemed like the walleye that we were seeing were um, just as likely to be from non-stocked years as from stocked years, which tells us that it can maintain a small population through natural reproduction. Um, so ultimately, we discontinued uh, walleye stocking in the lake. Um, but, um, you know, I know from personal experience that walleye are still present, and um, kind of all sizes of walleye are present, uh, which means that they are able to maintain themselves in small numbers out there. Natasha Bunny is the lake of the week. Willow uh, is what it's commonly known to for a lot of people. So, Dave, um, you know, there's always been that hardcore bass angler in our neck of the woods, but it certainly has grown in popularity within the last five to ten years, uh, I think. And have you seen increased people on lakes of this type uh, as bass fishing has gotten more popular? Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, just the interest in general. I get a, a lot of phone calls from uh, interested bass anglers. Uh, seems like the Grand Rapids area has always had, uh, you know, really good bass fisheries. But as of late, we've really been discovered, and, and we're kind of on the map now. Um, so uh, a large percentage of the calls that I get from folks are bass fishermen, uh, and they're not asking a lot of questions about fish management uh, or harvest. Uh, they just want to know what are the top ten uh, lakes to fish bass on in Itasca County. Um, so it's always enjoyable to talk to them. It seems like they're having really good success regardless of where they go uh, and really enjoying these, uh, you know, kind of these remote lakes like uh, Notashiban uh, where they can get away from it all and enjoy some really good bass fishing. And again, if we want to check it out, how do we get there? Yeah, just head north uh, out of Reamer on Highway 6, and uh, the boat access is uh, on the right-hand side of the road as you head north. It's Notashibun or Willow Lake, our Lake of the Week. Dave Weitzel, as always, thanks for taking time with us today. Yeah, my pleasure.